I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today, we are going to be talking about some heavier topics. Mm-hmm. We felt that after the holiday season that people were kind of in like a little funk. And just in talking to different people in both of our circles, we were like, damn, like people are really going through it right now. And we don't want this episode to then put you in a funk or to make you sad. The entire point of it is... So that if you are going through it right now, you feel related to and that you're not the only one because so often, you know, you look on social media and it's a highlight reel and you're like, damn, I'm just out here alone in my problems. So we want to make you feel understood and Mm -hmm. that other people are also dealing with life. Yeah, I feel like when I have been having those moments where I'm dealing with life, the worst thing is to just get on social media Mm -hmm. and think like, wow, all these people are so happy and I'm just over here. My life's literally crumbling. Crumbling. And I'm like, how can something so traumatic, so like depressing be happening to me? Whether that's like death of a loved one or just like really anything like that. And then it's like, oh, people are just going out to dinner. Yeah. It's like, but you know, again, it is something that 
10 years ago, I don't even think we were exposed to, you know? Yeah. You would just kind of be doing your own thing. You wouldn't be seeing into these like Mm -hmm. happy moments of other people. So it's a lot. And of course, like when something really bad happens in that exact moment, you might not be sharing about it. Like later on, you know, say if a loved one does die, you're like, I'm so sad to announce like this person passed away. Like I might be taking some time off social media right now. But usually like in the moment when you crash your car, something happens to you, you lose a pet. This reminds like you're not usually like giving play by plays, so Mm-mm. no one really is. Mm-mm. And so, like, yes, I do think in over time, social media has gotten a little more honest, but usually it's honest after the fact. Yeah. So, so that's why we only see the happy stuff. The happy stuff. And to kind of break into this topic, we were we're really trying to just listen to what you guys have to say and mm-hmm. offer advice where it was asked, um, which kind of leads us into a new topic and segment we want to introduce on the podcast. Since you guys are friends, we're all already friends here. We thought we would do a segment called What Would Your Bestie Do? Yeah, we thought of this today. We were having a good old content strategy day and we just thought it would be fun. Yeah, you guys are part of the community and and we did one episode of like big sis advice because we are both big sisters. Mm-hmm. But we're like, we're also like just your guys' age or maybe we're older or maybe we're younger. And we definitely don't have all the answers. But sometimes even just hearing people talk it out makes you feel less alone. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't have the right answers, they, they're just listen and they're heard. And yeah, so our segment will be WWYB. <laughs> Mm-hmm. D. Yeah. What would your bestie do? And that's in the lens of you guys writing to us in our DMs, maybe a certain situation that's going on. And even if you just want to say it and like don't want advice, that's welcome. Maybe if you do want some advice, we can comment on that as well. And yeah, this kind of even all stemmed from like me having something going on in my life, a situation that arised and I went to Allison and I'm like, one of my besties, I'm like, what should I do? And we think that this can be applicable to everyone in the friend squad. So yeah, and we're, we're not quite sure yet. How we're going to have you guys submit those. If we're going to do it every couple of weeks, email, we'll let you know the next mm-hmm. time before this episode comes out. So just keep an eye out on our social media. But you guys are getting the first episode here. It's here. It's going to be full of. <laughs> it's going to be hopefully something where we can provide you guys some comfort. A couple of updates on our end. Like Allison said, we're really thinking about our content strategy for the year for the podcast, really revamping things. I mean, the core of the podcast is going to stay the same, but just thinking of fun ideas, how we can engage more with you guys, how we can do more fun episodes or get more guests on. So if there's anything you really love about the podcast, definitely let us know. Or if there's something you want to see more of, we've been really diving deep in and just seeing how we can go into 2022 with a great show. Absolutely. And it's hard for for us because it, we only have one year of data, quote unquote, to like analyze and figure out. And we're like, did this episode perform super well because of this outlying factor? Like everyone had this week off and then maybe this one didn't because everyone had finals or was mm-hmm. this just a really great episode and this one wasn't? So we really, really appreciate your guys' feedback because this podcast like is for you guys. Mm-hmm. You're the listeners. You're the ones benefiting from this. Like, of course, we love doing it. But at the end of the day, you guys are the ones who, who like need the need us for whatever reason we're here for you guys mm-hmm. yeah so as always feel free to send this podcast to someone if you feel like we're helping you out in any way always great to get word of mouth recommendations that's how we grow but yeah feel free to shoot us a message with what you're loving what you want to see more of but yeah we've got a lot of good ideas in store for this year 
We're excited. Other random thoughts we're having. We're loving fun beverages. Allison and I are sipping mm-hmm. on some non-alcoholic gin and tonics from this company, Liars, which I really like. They're delicious. Last yeah. night, I had a non-alcoholic Aperol spritz. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Um, the rum and coke one was not for us. I just never liked that. No, I don't like either. dark sodas. But this gin and tonic one, we put some cucumbers in. Mm-hmm. It's fabulous. Yeah, I think something that I'm looking forward to more in this year. It's just enjoying like fun beverages at night and like especially non-alcoholic because I don't like being hungover. It's like not fun. Yeah, when earlier tonight, Connor was like, because it's Friday night right now. He was like, you know, it just sounds horrible. And we we're like, what? And he's like, getting drunk. And we were like, yeah, it really does. Yeah, like, you know, time and place for everything. But right now, I it's, Again, relating back to this podcast episode, there's just like this weird moment in time right now. I'm like, funk. I don't really feel like... It feels like a Tuesday afternoon. Like, I just don't know what's going on. Yeah. A lot of people sent us a message when we like posted that it's like a really weird climate. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm going through it. It's funky. Thank you for shouting that out. But yeah, we're having fun. Um, After this, we're going to play a board game. And so (laughs) we were talking about our favorite board games. This is what we do now. We drink non-alcoholic gin and tonics and we play board games. All right. But it's fun. (laughs) We're having fun. Um, my favorite board game of all time is Taboo. If you guys ever want to see an elite Taboo team, my sister and I, it's we are Olympic level out here. <laughs> it is impressive. If you're not familiar with the game Taboo, there's a word on the top of a card and then there's like five words below it that are related to that word that you can't say. So like if it was lemon at the top, you're trying to get other people to guess the word lemon, but you couldn't say lime, yellow, bitter, acidic, whatever. So you have to describe it in the the most roundabout way possible. And for whatever reason, my sister and I just have this telepathy Telepathy. (laughs) Telepathy that is so in sync and it spins our entire friends and family out so bad when we're playing this game. Like I'll say the slightest glimpse of like one sentence or like move my hand slightly in some way. And she'll be like, oh my God, this. And people are like, what? No. It'll be like, I point to my nose and she's like ventriloquist. And everyone's like, absolutely (laughs) not. Why did you say that? Why did you guess that? (laughs) Like, no way. It's so fun. And we played it over Christmas and my uncle and law was like no this is not fair because we didn't tell him that we were super good he's like <laughs> he's like telepathy sisters over there they can't be on the same team like i need a ha- handicap like i have to this is not going to be fair and we, we destroyed everyone <laughs> It's our fit. And so on my side of the family, every gathering, my sister and I are always like, yeah, we should play Taboo. And everyone's like, we're not playing Taboo, guys. It's not fun when you guys play. You're just going to swindle everyone. Yeah. Or we have to be on other teams and it's not fun for me and my sister. But yeah, you need to go into a tournament. Maybe that's going to be my TikTok channel is my sister and I playing Playing Taboo taboo. and just blowing everyone's mind. Wow. Niche as fuck. I like it. (laughs) I'm subscribed. I'm following. I'm ready for it. See how good we get. I was telling Allison, our family likes categories. I just have always liked it. I don't know. You, that game, you have a dice of every letter and then you roll it and then mm. they have little categories. So it'd be like names of a street. And if you all rolled I, then you'd think like an I street or okay. nicknames for people like Icky <laughs> or like something <laughs> like that. That's not a good one. Or like famous athletes. So you have 60 seconds or two minutes, however long you put the timer to think of all the categories for that letter. Mm. So, I would love 
love this. Oh my God. So we could literally play do this you have tonight. It tonight. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can just do it online. You can look up the categories and then literally look up like a letter generator and then okay. you just take pen and paper and just do it. It sounds like Balderdash. I don't know what that, what's that one? It's kind of similar. Okay. We also played a lot of um, Mancala. Oh, yeah, Mancala. With like the marbles and you move them down. Uh, Club Penguin. I used to play that on there. Oh, do you, did you ever play Club Penguin? I, I we were like a hard board game family. Yeah, they had that not, on there. You could play. No, but I mean like not the, the not the computer. No, yeah, for sure. Oh, oh. But yeah, I'm just saying they had Mancala. Yeah, <laughs> in Penguin World. In Penguin World, we also played a lot of Yahtzee. Okay, I never really played. that. What's that one that everyone plays right now? It's like a little world. Catan. Catan. Have you ever played it? But apparently, it's really fun. That's what I hear. I feel like people are probably really upset with us right now for not playing that. Settlers of Catan, right? Yeah. Yeah. We should do it. It's like Monopoly, though, where it's an investment of your evening. Like, you don't just, like, quickly play, like, a game yeah. of Catan. Like, I think it, it goes on for a while. And I don't really like Monopoly. <gasps> I know. Oh, my God. We would play. We had, like, K-State-opoly. You know, they, like, Oh, my like, gosh. Yeah. The other ones. I loved it. Maybe it's because I never played it growing up that I don't really like it. True. Maybe I should give it another try. Think of how many things we just like because we played it as a kid and it's nostalgic. Oh, my God. For sure. Like, every Nintendo game that I ever play. Okay, actually, I have a statement. My, so my sister is always so ahead on the things that are cool before they're cool because mm-hmm. she just actually likes them and then it becomes this trendy thing like yeah. like record players. She has like seven record players way before Urban Outfitters like revitalized that whole scene. Mm-hmm. Things like that. But she's been getting into adult Legos and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this is yeah. going to be people are, she got, my mom got her this um, bonsai adult Lego yeah. tree and it's like gorgeous and it's thousands of pieces and she just like wants to start having these like cooler niche Lego set things. And I'm like, this is going to be a thing. It's going to be like the film cameras. Whoa. It's a Legos for adults. Yeah. No, we were buying Christmas gifts for Connor's nephews and we were in the Target toy section. And in the Lego section, it was like Game of Thrones, like sword. Like I'm like, this is not for kids. It was like the thousand yeah. pieces. There's one like a bouquet of roses Lego set. Oh, the Thanos like arm thing, adult Lego set. Yeah, oh. that's funny that you brought that because they look nice. Like the roses and like the flower bouquet ones looked really nice. I think that as we, you guys will have to check out our Patreon episode, but we're talking about this push of people. There's always a renaissance against whatever is going on. And right now, you know, the screen times are so long for people Yeah, that I think that there is this push right now of people wanting to get back to doing things with their hands. Mm-hmm. Do you know how I posted about wanting to get into like painting and ceramics again? I didn't even tell you this. The place that I looked in town where I was going to go. All three workshops that they already have on the schedule for the year are fully sold out. Wow. And then the one in Lincoln, I couldn't get in because I was like, okay, I'll still drive to the next city to get in. And I had multiple messages from people being like, where are you going to go? Like everything's sold out. This is also a goal of mine. And I'm like, whoa, why is everyone suddenly getting into ceramics? But I think people like want to use their hands again. It's like we're literally doing too much screen time. Yeah, that people are like, all right, fine. I got to play with some Legos or something. Yeah. Wow. Which is great. I'm like, this is very hopeful for people. Mm -hmm. And like the fact that we want to play a board game tonight is because we've been on our phones and we've been like on our laptops and recording all day. Yeah. We're like, we need to put the phones down, play a game. Do anything else. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Well, I hope you find a pottery studio. That's depressing. I know. I'm like, how am I supposed to accomplish my goal? I guess you'll have have to to buy buy a kiln. (laughs) Yeah. You just finance one, right? It'll be great. <laughs> I thought that's so expensive. Yeah, I think that you can have your own pottery wheel, though, and take it to a kiln. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So you wouldn't have to. <laughs> okay. There you go. There you go. 
We guys, we've noticed that we say, there you go, a lot on this podcast. There's a lot of filler words. I'm sure you guys are like, yeah. There you go. That's one of them. I like it. My peak of the week, I had amazing vegan ice cream at Clementine's in St. Louis. Definitely go check it out if you're in the area. It was amazing. Yeah. That was a good peak. (laughs) I agree. We ran in like literally five minutes before closing. We were those people. But then we tipped her We tipped her and left on the dot at 10. And we made her laugh. Yeah. And we didn't make a mess. And we didn't sit down. Mm -mm. Got in, got the goods, got (laughs) out. We actually saw someone run into a fire hydrant. We didn't actually see them hit a fire hydrant. We saw the aftermath. That was a bad accident. I mean, they were fine. They were like just sitting there in their car. But I'm like, how did you hit a fire hydrant? There's like four cop cars. And there was zero traffic. So they just had to like have totally been I bet they were texting. Yeah. It's not like they were like (laughs) getting transported or anything. Okay. I think my peak of the week is the receptiveness from people when I posted my goals and my 2020 vision boards. How I said, Clay and I want to do that boudoir shoot. I had a couple of photographers reach out and they were like, oh my gosh, like I want to shoot those for you. Or I had someone message me about the student loans and they were like, so proud of you for wanting to do that. Like I just really resonate with that. And people just even the ceramics thing people were Mm -hmm. really supportive and I don't know getting getting into the goals it made me feel really loved like I'm not just out here shouting into the void so I I appreciate the nice messages and resonating and the encouragement it's what we need in this life yeah which is exactly why we're gonna have the episode that we're having right now (laughs) but first your guys speak the week Kylie said, finally having a few days off from shows after 14 days straight of double show nights. Wow. Go off, Kaylee. Proud of you. Keep on keeping on. Uh, This one is from Libby. She is creating a fun 2022 goals poster to hang above her desk. It's a great way to stick with those goals. Mm -hmm. Love that. Get to see them right above you. And just do one more. And CT said, I got COVID, but that also means I have five days to myself to reflect and think about goals for 2022. I love that positive mindset. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And this one is from Andrew. He started a new workout split and diet that he's absolutely loving. He finished his training and is doing really well at his internship. Lots of good peaks there. Yeah. Killing it, Andrew. Good job. All right. Perfect. And you guys know the drill. Head to the Instagram to send in your peak of the week. All right. We took your guys' DMs and put them into a document. And Kara so kindly ordered them in order of less heavy to heavy so that we can sink into this together. The first one is from Anonymous. She is moving into her first home this month with her fiance and planning a 2022 wedding, but she is so overwhelmed and feeling blah about life, even though she has everything she's ever wanted. How can I be excited about these new changes when everything just feels overwhelming? Okay, I actually have a great answer. It is from the book, How Quantum Physicists Play Grow a Greater You. And he thoroughly talks about how humans are just not used to getting outside of their comfort zone. So even as you progress and move up and you get better things, it that's not your normal level of operating. So it's going to feel weird and wrong and new. And that's why we often self-sabotage to move back down the ladder because you're like, okay, that just didn't feel right. And so as all of this is happening for her, it's just new. And he has this, I think it's like a 12, maybe a 20 step program mm-hmm. where you write down at the very bottom, like your biggest fear say around that. Like, let's say if it was money, 
it would be like, I just, I believe, or what your beliefs are about it. I believe that I don't deserve money. I believe that people that have money are evil. I believe I will never have money because I am irresponsible and I can't stick with the job. So that would be like your worst belief about that. Then one step up from that, you would write like, I don't believe that I could ever grow a savings account. And you just keep writing all the way to the top where the top would be like, I believe that I'm a millionaire and everything I do makes me money. But he says like, you're never going to get your brain to go from like the bottom to the top, like overnight. Uh You have to slowly move up until that belief is your next belief. So right now, like she's jumping from whatever her belief was like up too many rungs on the ladder. And she's just like, I'm just not used to this yet. So going back down and being like, no, I deserve my fiance. So getting on board with that. I deserve to have a great wedding because I have worked so hard and have so many people that care about me and I should have this. And what was the third part? Oh, a home. Yeah. That we deserve a beautiful home to live in. Yeah. And so working on those each individually to get yourself to believe those and then you'll be content with it. Yeah. As the whole puzzle piece. The whole puzzle. Wow. That was really insightful. Thank you. Yeah. It's a great tip because it is like when you're getting slapped with really awesome achievements, it's still like a lot of things coming at you at once. Mm-hmm. And we, we just like to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Humans don't like to be uncomfortable. It like makes your skin crawl. And so even if it's good uncomfortable, you just want to go back to being comfortable. So you just have to raise your comfort level, raise that bottom line. Okay, that's awesome. I hope that helps. This next one says, I'm really struggling with time management and work-life balance. So I always feel like there's something I'm not doing and need to be doing. This relate relates. <laughs> I relate so hard, especially lately when everything still from the holidays is still stacked up and everyone took a break and took time off. And there's still like 8 million things I feel like I should be doing at all mm-hmm. times. It's good to realize what's actually a priority because I feel like a lot of the times we put pressure on ourselves to get certain things done when in reality, that is not a priority at all. And maybe there's something else that actually needs to get done. For example, like maybe I feel like there's a side project in my house that like has been bothering me for a really long time. And like, I don't know, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, Allison's here and working on the podcast and I have these emails to answer and you feel like you really need to get that project done, but it's like, eh, it can wait. These emails, people are waiting on me for that. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, your brain wants to go do the things that are, like, easier and more fun. And I feel like that trips you up, too, is maybe it's good to make a list of, like, what's the most pressing. And I really do, like, the time blocking format of to-do lists where you write, like, what absolutely needs to get done today, what needs to get done, like, in the week. And maybe, honestly, writing it out and seeing what actually needs to be done now So then if you get everything done on the list that needs to be done now, then you can kind of calm that background noise. Like, okay, this can get done at any point this week, any point next week. It's all going to be okay. I would also recommend um, How to Be a Badass, Mm -hmm. reading that book. She talks about how if you're going to procrastinate, just procrastinate. So like, let's say you have a paper due Friday at 8 a.m. and you're not getting it done. You're not getting it done. And then on Thursday night, you're sitting in the library and you're still just not writing it. And then you go get snacks and then you get a coffee and then you write a little bit and you just keep like dicking around and you scroll your phone and you still don't have the paper done. She's like, literally just go out to dinner, go out with your girlfriends, go to that movie, get to the library at 10 p.m. and crank it out in two hours. Like rather than just sitting there and wasting 12 hours, knowing that you were never going to work on it that whole time anyway. Oh my gosh. A thousand percent agree. There's really scientifically proven that like once you're hitting that deadline, like you're going to crank it up. Yeah. I always 
did not want to go study with the people that just like chill at the library, just to chill at the library. Yeah, I was neither. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to get in, get this stuff done and get out. I'm going to start this at 2 a.m. and or midnight and get it done at 1 a.m. Like 100% agree. Same. As long as you're filling your cup, That's it's all different for everyone else. Yeah. And again, just talk to yourself and really call out what you're imposing as a deadline. That's not actually a deadline. Is it a self-imposed thing that you're freaking out about? If so, take a step back. Give yourself some grace because we're all just a little being mean to ourselves lately. Being mean. All right. Next one. I'm kind of all over the place, so I apologize. So over the holidays, I cut out a guy friend of mine who was constantly trying to interfere with my relationship and always trying to get in my head, and I let him repeatedly. Finally said enough is enough, and I haven't looked back since. I'm so proud to be rebuilding my relationship while rebuilding myself this year. My fiance is still battling his sobriety and is at almost his 60-day mark, which is amazing. In 2022, I chose to be sober with him and even made a goal to attend AA with him every other Friday night and make a date night out of it to show my love and support. That's really sweet. Uh, With these two things being said, what is your advice regarding how to rekindle a flame and make dating again more exciting? We've been together for four and a half years, but I feel we are truly falling in love again for the first time. And I want to have ideas regarding fun date night ideas and how to keep that line of communication open and honest in both directions. Again, sorry it was long. I'm just super excited to be going on our individual journeys while coming together and starting our new journey together as a much stronger couple. Any advice would be appreciated. Love you guys in this podcast so much. Oh, such a nice message. So nice. I'm like feeling so hopeful for both of them. Mm-hmm. This is great. And I feel like you guys have a really good outlook. I think it's good to include your other partner's ideas for date nights too, because I feel like we're surprised sometimes at how good of ideas like our boyfriend or girlfriend like have. Like sometimes Connor can think of like way more thoughtful dates than I do. So maybe you guys could like sit down and write some ideas together. Or there's always like lists online. Um, I know like 100 dates. There's like this like scratch off thing you can buy. And it gives you like 100 different date ideas. TikTok always has like fun different date ideas. What are your thoughts? No, I want to. I just am trying to think of a date. I was listening intently. <laughs> That's good. This isn't going to be a very good advice on an actual date night idea, but I think you guys should decide what type of dates you like to fill your cup or maybe what mood you're in for that night. Because let's say ice skating. To me, I don't like the cold, so I'm not going to want to go ice skating. But I love the idea of ice skating, so I would way rather go rollerblading. But to Ooh. where someone maybe doesn't want to do like physical activity for their date, they would rather be mellow. Like if they've been out working all day, maybe they just want something like a little more low-key or if they've been in the house because they work at home, maybe they would love to get out of the house. Mm -hmm. If you guys have goals that are, say, home-related right now, maybe it would be fun to go, like, plant shopping or go to a, like, a vintage bookshop and, like, pick out, like, cute decor books or go into a thrift store and give each other 20 bucks and like pick each other out some things or something for yeah. the kitchen. Just like whatever area of your life that you guys are kind of like working on outside of that. I really love that you're going to meetings with him. And if anyone else has anyone in their life that does have someone that goes to AA meetings, you definitely don't have to be wanting to go to AA for your own self. You can attend with that person to support them. And it's a really nice gesture. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of common. So just an FYI to anyone. Wow, yeah. Like you can just go and pop in. You don't have to like make an appointment or anything. Okay, well, we've also been talking a lot about couples boudoir shoots. That's one of my goals for the year. Well, one of my rewards is to do that with Clay this year. And I've been like, I don't know if it's just because I just said that or what's going on, but I've seen quite a few photographers advertising doing it for Valentine's Day together mm-hmm. as like a gift to each other. 
So even if maybe it's not a boudoir shoot, the intimacy of doing a photo shoot together with your significant other is so beautiful. And then you get those photos back and you're like, that's so special. Yeah. You know, most people get like their engagement photos, their wedding photos, but like just to have like you and your element photos. Yeah. You at 25 photos, you at 20, or, you know, just those other moments of your life that don't get documented professionally. Yeah. Why not? More representative of like your Your day-to-day life. life. Yeah. Yeah. Like your wedding is not very representative of what your regular life looks like. Beautiful. Totally different. Mm -hmm. Another idea I had for just for dates, always check on like Facebook events or just find a website or a Facebook page of your area events. I feel like there's always cool stuff happening and you just don't even know about it. There totally is. I saw this like dinner cruise in St. Louis on the river where you get dinner, they have a DJ. I'm like, what? I wouldn't even know this existed if I wasn't like researching events and dates, date ideas in my area. That's so true. And there's so many places like a lot of cities have these like date night type of business models made. Like in Omaha, Mm -hmm. we have a candle one. You go, you sit down. Make a candle. Make a candle with like their products and you get to take it home. Mm -hmm. They have that same thing with like pottery, painting. And I think people always get hesitant to do experiences like that because they think it's going to cost a lot of money. It's probably the same amount as going out to eat. Yeah. Like $80 probably total for, I know I did a candle making class. I think it was like $50. And if you're going to a nice restaurant, you're just paying for the experience in the evening together. Mm -hmm. Also, don't sleep on escape rooms. Yes. I love escape rooms. Yes, same. That would be so fun. Like a double date. Yeah, I was just going to say, two people, maybe if you guys are brainiacs, Clay and I could knock it out of there with just us two. Oh, really? I don't know. Oh, you didn't try. Okay. What? Wait, did you guys try? Just you two? Yeah, one time. And definitely better if you have like four to six people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But they're fun. That's so fun. That's a great idea. All right. Well, congrats to your fiance and you guys wanting to like get that spark back in your relationship. My final advice for for him would be to read Alan Carr's How to Quit Drinking Without Willpower. For women, I always recommend How to Quit Like a Woman. For guys, Alan Carr's How to Quit Drinking Without Willpower. Perfect. There we go. There we go. All right, this next one. Okay, really hope you guys talk about this on the pod because I was thinking like two hours ago about how I wish I had an older sister to get advice from about this certain situation and then saw you posted. So I'm taking it as a sign from the universe. Basically, there's this girl that I've been friends with forever who was my best friend for like eight years, but then I moved away for college and she made new friends, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, her 21st birthday is next month and she put in our friend group chat that she's having this big party bus for her birthday with all of her friend groups. Personally, I don't like to drink. I just don't like how it makes me feel or how I feel afterwards. I've been sober for a year. Yay. And I'm not 21. But because we are friends and she's been my best friend for so long, I almost feel obligated to go, especially because it's her 21st. I also don't vibe with other girls in this friend group. They're just not my kind of people. I feel as though I know the answer is I shouldn't go, but I know I'll feel horrible if I do. Please help. I had this exact same situation. Yeah. Share. So my friend was moving and she was having a going away party bus. And this was right after I started my sobriety stint. And I was just super honest with her and basically said the exact things that you just said to us and was like, but I would love to celebrate you. And I feel like if I just go to this party bus, I'm just going to be like another person in the room. And like, would you miss me there? Yes. But like, it would be way more meaningful if I could like take you out to lunch or if we could do something one-on-one because I want to celebrate you and I love you, but I want to do that in a way that like is more special. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to frame it because you're not 
denying the time with them, you're really only making the experience elevated. Elevated. So I think that's a win-win. And I, if someone's upset with that, maybe they're not really your best friend. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think she'll be understanding. And maybe even if she's not understanding right now, I think with a, a few years of maturity, she'll probably totally come around to that. Yeah. Or even after the party bus goes great, she has a good time. Then she'll understand. You could also like offer to be the DD to help people like get to the bus or get home after be like, hey, I don't want to go with, but like I'll totally pick you up after and I'll be waiting there with like your favorite takeout. Oh my we can gosh. go back to my place. Yeah. There's ways around it. I love that. That's great advice. Okay, next one. I feel like a big year is going to happen for me, a year of growth, transformation, and healing. I just turned 27 yesterday with plans of being in Joshua Tree for a traditional healing tea ceremony, but my travel plans changed last minute due to shutdowns that are happening and the uprising cases. So many people I know are sick. Somehow I feel selfish for wanting to go out and do all of this travel and soul searching because I feel direct consequences with my fam and not being able to see my grandpa because he has cancer or my sis because she's pregnant and my niece is only 19 months. I so badly want to move forward, but the world feels stagnant and so negative right now. It feels inescapable. And I'm afraid the growth I so badly want won't happen or won't be as significant as I would like because we're stuck in this perpetual hell. Like, can this be any more relatable? I feel like we're all feeling that. It feels selfish to do anything positive or in the right direction for any of our growths when we're constantly reminded that people have it worse right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it just sucks because people have always had it worse, but like more than ever, it feels like everyone judges you. If you're doing okay right now. And so then you're like, well, so should I not work on myself? But also these are years of my life that I'm not going to get back. It's such a bad cycle. And Karen and I were talking about this a little bit this afternoon, where in 2020, we all, everyone was not okay. Like the world was shut down. It was okay to not be okay. It was a new time for everyone. But then once 2021 happened, that was supposed to be like the promise year. Everything was supposed to be okay when 2021. And I feel like people are actually more traumatized now because they're like recognizing and seeing the consequences from everything that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And how it wasn't the the year we got out of it last year. Like, let's say, for example, a person that goes to war, obviously, while they're out at war, horribly traumatic, but it doesn't just end there. They like they have the PTSD for like the rest of their life. So if you're like a student that didn't get to finish things or you're a teacher and you're dealing with like these kids who are also traumatized, no matter who you are, like everyone was affected by it. And it's like we had these lights at the end of the tunnel and the tunnel just keeps getting longer and longer and longer and longer. And it can be like, what are what are we holding out for? What do we, when? 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 I don't know if I have an answer for this, but I feel like we just need to refer back to the phrase, like you need to put your mask on before you help others. Like if a plane's going down, you need to put on your oxygen tank before you help other people. And I feel like you shouldn't be afraid to be a little selfish when we've all been non-selfish for almost two years now. Most of us have given up so much, have done so much for other people. So please don't be afraid to maybe take a weekend trip, like do what you need to do. It just feels like in this message, you are you feeling guilty for wanting to take care of yourself. And I don't know, it makes me sad. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And I think that people in all of this are forgetting that there's more than one kind of health. Like all of this past two years, it's only been about physical health. That's great. Physical health matters a lot. But if your mind is not okay, what good does it do if you can walk and move around? Like mm-hmm. you, people commit suicide because their mental health is not okay. Not usually because their physical health is suffering. People don't get depressed usually because of their 
physical health. It's it's all in your mind. And once your mental health starts to erode, then your physical health does too. Because if you're depressed, you're not going to be working out. You're not going to be eating right. Mm-mm. And so it all cycles. And I just, that's probably one of my biggest complaints. But like, I just want people to see that there's more than one kind of health in all of this. Mm-hmm. There's more than one way to take care of yourself right now. Yeah. And if for you, that's going to a traditional healing tea ceremony in the desert, go. That like, it's not even do. you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. How, like you're hardly going to see any people. You're out in the middle of the desert and you're doing some soul searching. And I think it's going to be hard for some people to understand, especially maybe in your close family and friend circle. But I think you just need to trust that it's all going to work out. Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do. If that upsets some people in your family, just do it in a responsible and safe way that isn't affecting those people and they can't be mad at you. If they judge you for truly just making yourself a little happier during this really sad time, then that's again, that's on them. That's not on you. Completely agree. And I mean, I, there's been people that I've had to have tough conversations with and we've like grown apart because of seeing things different. That's just kind of everyone right now. And that's okay. And I, I think if people can't love each other through some of those differences, then that's telling of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if you aren't going to see your grandpa or the niece for a little bit, well, if you're, is, does it do your grandpa any good if you're like on the edge of bursting into tears at every second? I don't think that that's what he would want for you, bottom line. I think that's good. Yeah, that's all my thoughts. All right. Okay, and this one, I have always had serious FOMO and still suffer from it from time to time. I'm graduating college a year ahead of schedule and will leave my friends behind when I move out. I'm terrified that when I leave college, I'll never have as much fun like ever again. I know it's not true, but I always think about it. I'm tough and I know I'll survive and I'm really excited for the future, but I think feeling like this is something everyone goes through. Maybe just a few tips on how to keep having fun after college. I don't mean to say that it's not as fun after college, but it's a different kind of fun. Because mm-hmm. I can probably say that college was like the most fun time of my life. Yeah. Like going to Europe, going to these clubs, meeting so many people, being so carefree. Events all the time. Friends in all your classes. Totally. Walking around campus, seeing friendly faces. Yeah, like it's a blast. And once you get out, but there's like downfalls in college that you don't see at that time. Like maybe you're a broke college student. Maybe you're super stressed out, maybe like all these things. So there's other aspects that once you graduate that maybe it's a little less fun, but you gain other stuff. So it's just different. It's just a different stage. Mm -hmm. And maybe going in with that knowledge that it might not be as fun, but it will still be enjoyable. It will still be memorable. It will still be amazing and fulfilling if you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And I do know some people that have kept up the college lifestyle after. I couldn't do that. Right. But yeah, I think there's just different moments that come out of college and you still get to have those friends. Just maybe you don't see them every day or live with them every single day, but it makes when you see them more special. I think it's just good to stay present in this time and just really soak in what you're living right now because Mm -hmm. if you're really just thinking about the future and how much FOMO you're going to have post-graduation, you're literally going to blink and then you'll be there instead of just Mm -hmm. soaking the memories right now and just saying yes to things. Maybe you just say yes to a lot of things this semester and I don't know, be present. Don't freak out too much about the past or the future. And also there's no rush to adult the day after you graduate. You can take a post-college gap year to a if you want like you can still 
have those friendships or stay in that town for as long as you need until you feel like you're ready to close that chapter. For me, so many people were leaving my college town right in May and I extended my lease until that fall because I just like needed a little more time. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did. And then once I moved out that fall, I was like, okay, now I'm ready. Absolutely. I have so many friends that got the job June 1st, June 3rd, and I'm so glad I waited to just travel and use the money I'd saved that summer and work at a country club. And I'm so glad I did that because I just didn't rush into a job and like you just weren't, weren't ready yet. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to work your whole life. Exactly. So take that time, but excited for you and that new journey. Like we said, it's still fun. It's still exciting. Your twenties are great all around. Not yeah. a bad 20 year. <laughs> and what do they say? Thirties are the new twenties. Forties are the new thirties. Yeah. It's all just a different stage of life. Exactly. But you seem like you have your head screwed on straight and that you have a very positive mindset with it. So if you know you're tough and strong, then I feel like you already have all the tools inside you that you need. Okay. So like we kind of mentioned earlier, we thought about this episode through our own issues, like me asking Allison about something and Allison just sharing some of her dilemmas or you know, certain situations. So we thought, why not be vulnerable? Why not share what's on our mind? So personally for me, the situation that I brought to Allison, I got a text message this week from someone who I have not talked to in a really long time. Basically, I had a really good friend who came to me, very upset at me. We had a discussion and it ended okay. Um, Not ideal. Never, It's never ideal to be arguing with someone over text message or, you know, to be going back and forth. You should always just try to hop on a call. But really what happened, I think a few months had passed and I sent them a message like, hey, just want to let you know, no hard feelings for me. I'm really sorry that this happened this way, but just want to let you know, good luck with everything you're doing. You're killing it. Can't wait to cheer you on. Like I closed, you know, I tied up the loose ends on my end because I hate conflict and I hate knowing that someone's mad at me. And after that altercation, like we had the intentions to hop on a phone call and this person like never followed up with me on that. Like we never got that scheduled. So I just closed the ends for me. Like I forgave them. I forgave myself for the situation. And that was a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. If you guys want like the full, full story, <laughs> yeah. we we have it in the Patreon. Yeah, it's that person. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a year and a half and I got a text from this person, which again, I had forgiven literally no hard feelings because the whole situation was this person coming to me. Like I never even had any issues with said person, but they asked if they could tie up the loose ends on their end and if they could meet me in person whenever I'm in their city. And I at first was like, I don't know what to say to this because I literally have nothing to say to this person because I already told this person that I forgave them. I already told this person like I wish them the best. And I it took three months from the altercation that happened for me to send that. But I, I really did like close the doors for me. You did it very gracefully. Well, thank you. I know I had a lot of friends saying like, don't send that. Like that are friends with us. They're like, don't send that. I'm like, I have to. Otherwise I'll think about this all the time. I'll think about this every single day. So really if someone's ever mad at you or you're mad at someone, once you forgive them, I had never thought about it ever again. But when that awkward in between, when I was like still kind of angry at them for coming at me and like once I forgave them, I could see their name and I wouldn't have my heart drop or like Mm -hmm. I'd see them with my friends on Instagram and like, yeah, it gave me 
complete closure. So then them texting me this, I was like, well, I'm already at closure. So do I want to like open this can of worms again? So then I talked to Allison. I'm like, what would you do? WWYBD. What would your best you do? And I said that she is now seeking the closure. And I think that you both had grown a lot. But I said I would not probably meet up with her in her city. That just seems like kind of awkward and that I would probably ask to like jump on a call and be like, hey, you know, from my end, everything you just said, but like, I'm willing to hear out your side, but like, and then, you know, feel it out, but maybe be like, I don't know if I want to continue this conversation or yeah. friendship, but like, at least I'll hear you out. Yeah. My ears are open. <laughs> like, <laughs> but my heart is closed. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Listening to what you need to say. And then, yes, because like, I, no I literally basically. have nothing mean to say. I have nothing. I've not spoken ill about this person since I closed. So it's like, I don't really have anything to say. But I also said that she took a year and a half to respond. So I, I think you could give it some time before I Weeks, respond. Weeks, months, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, like if you, <laughs> it's only been like a couple of days. And yeah. I think, you know. A year and a half is, is a very late response. And it's a long time, especially since like after the first altercation, this person told me that they wanted to hop on a call and then they never reached out to do that. So it's like, I've been waiting For to you. hear from you, yeah. but we learn, we grow. No hard feelings. It was a learning lesson. And I feel like I'm a better person now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I and think it's good because you're one of the quotes you shared on our quote episode was let someone show you that they've changed. And I think this person's like genuinely reaching out because they want to show me that they've changed. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it goes against that quote. If I'm like, no. Yeah. And just because you can let her show you that she's changed, but that doesn't mean that you have to like be best friends again. Yeah, exactly. Like she probably is just seeking that closure and maybe she just wants to apologize. And then that's all it has to be. Yeah. Well, thanks for the advice. It was very helpful. It wasn't very good on this podcast now. We we talked about it a little more in depth. Yeah. Off, off mic. Yeah. No, but that that's the gist. And I think maybe some people can relate and apply that as well. Okay. My question for you is... I'm struggling with someone in my life that is a classic one-upper, likes to compete on things that I didn't even know that we were competing on. But I do really love this person, and I think that this person will be in my life for a long time. So I'm like wondering what to do here. Is it like, do we talk to the person about it? Do we... What, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And it's not just been like a couple instances. Like there, there's been enough depths of a relationship with this person that I can tell that it, it bleeds into many aspects of life. Like mm-hmm. that, it's just part of their personality. I think that they like to be the best in the room and like attention seeking in that way. And I think that's just how they are. And that's just not how I am. I just don't care. Like I'll take the backseat, like let yeah. them have it every time. And I don't know if that's just enabling that behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, I think at first when you said, should I confront this person? I just like don't know if confronting them will be beneficial. I feel like it's just going to hurt them because if someone's a one-upper, like I don't think anything you're going to say or confront them about will change that. I think it's just something where you, one, could either tell them how you feel and just maybe like talk about how some of those situations are making you feel or don't confront them and just limit the amount of things that they can compete with you with. So if it is who can hang out with this friend the most, it's like maybe don't introduce them to more people that you're mutual friends with or if it's a certain thing i think just thinking about different ways that you can limit the competitive aspect because mm-hmm. i don't know if this person can help that they're that way and i think most people that are one uppers that's something they kind of need to figure out like they need to get a little more self aware that they're the one that's like 
Here's some tips from Danielle for to say, playfully say, dang, where do you know you're awesome? Can I get a little shine right now? You know? Aww. Yeah. Imagine saying that. Like, I hope that they would be like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I kind of shine on you all the time. Sometimes if I share something, it feels like you're shutting it down by talking about how you did, did it bigger or better. I don't think you mean to. It just sometimes happens. And I know, and I never know what to make out of it. And make it serious and direct, but not accusatory. Note, please address this before ghosting your friend or being obnoxious. Give this person a chance to self-correct. I think another way that I've seen um, Mari Juliet on TikTok. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, she's like the real estate gal. If someone says something really obnoxious to her, she'll literally just give them a blank face and not say anything. And I think it really makes someone think about what they said. And she's like, I'm not reacting. I'm not giving any reaction. Because kind of like Danielle was just saying in this video. Oops. If you say like, oh, really? That's interesting. You're literally engaging and making them think that that behavior is okay. Okay. Super helpful. Yeah. I'll practice these tips and let you guys know. And it's not like, I don't even mind, like I said, playing backseat or like taking the second fiddle. I don't need all eyes on me in the room. But there's just sometimes where you're like constantly reminded that you're like a number two and you're like, okay, I can be number one once in a while, right? Yeah, Yeah. it could be my shine. Just a little bit. Overall, you know, Kara and I still have stuff going on in our lives all the time. Mm -hmm. And we even still have stories right now, deeper, (laughs) way deeper than this that are happening to us. Tears have been shed in the past two days, but there's just some things that we got to keep for ourselves. Yeah, we put a lot out there. We put a lot out there. Our whole coochie is getting Brazilian (laughs) waxed out there. (laughs) Yeah. So let us have a few things. But really, we are riding this one out with you guys as well. Mm-hmm. We are right there with you on almost all these. So hopefully this provided some value to you. If not, you got to hear some stories. Like we said, we're really looking forward to doing more episodes like this, maybe even once a month. Uh, what mm-hmm. would your best you do segment? So And they don't always have to be heavy things. It can, right. it can be anything. How do you grow on social media? How do you get your hair so gorgeous? Yeah, How are you guys so amazing and funny <laughs> and cool? <laughs> Just tell us and we'll tell you guys. That's it. That's what they all want to know. All right. (laughs) Well, thanks again for listening to another episode. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.